Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Surok here with Mike Meredith. Mike, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. It was a great day. Thank you for the happy birthday, man. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. So, uh, lots to talk about. So, uh, let's get right into it. NFL Review Week 6, Thursday night. The Chiefs hosted the Broncos division matchup. Uh, the Chiefs won 19-8. Um, look, man, I got to tell you, the Chiefs don't look good this year at all, man. They they still average roughly 20 points a game. Um, and th- this, is a, this is a game where you should beat the Broncos by, you know, way more than just 11 points. Um, and, and they just they just couldn't get going against this really, really bad Broncos offense. Or defense, I mean. Yeah, this Broncos defense, they gave up 70 to Miami, man. Yeah, Kansas City doesn't look that great on offense this year, man. Definitely not like years past. I mean, they're, they're 5-1, and one, only lost being to Detroit. But, um, yeah, they just don't look as dominant this year. But... I mean, look at Russell Wilson, man. I knew that uh, the Broncos stood no chance, man. Only eight points. I mean, he's just washed. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just not one of those good games for the Chiefs. And look, I, I don't even know if they're the favorite in the AFC right now because, I mean, I know starting the season they were they were the betting favorite, but it's it's they've just not looked good. Um, so. Yeah, I, I don't know what what's not working there, but just something offensively is just not clicking right now for uh, for the Chiefs. Uh, Detroit went down into Tampa and they they won and they won very handedly, twenty to six. Um, look, look, this was kind of a trap game in a way because the Bucks are a first place team coming off a bye, and you know you you have a lot of injuries and the Lions just persevered and won. Um, I mean, that was a that was really a statement game right there from Detroit. Yeah, it was, man. I mean, like you said, Tampa being off the bye, and um, you know, you'd think they'd be a lot more fresh. They pretty much hounded Baker Mayfield all game. He didn't do much of anything. Uh, let's talk about though about JMO coming in, and, uh, going crazy with that TD. Alan Ra coming back with that TD. Uh, Montgomery went out early, and they still were able to get something going. Good game from the Lions, man. Yeah, you know, Craig Reynolds stepped in, and he did a good enough job. But Jared Goff, man, he had an incredible game. He, I mean, he was perfect. He took the when, – when Montgomery went down, Jared Goff just, you know, he, he put the team on his shoulders, literally. And, I mean, yeah, the catch by Jamo was great. You know, he, he also had that really bad drop that he, that he should have had. Um, and then that block by uh, – That block, Josh Reynolds. By Josh Reynolds, man. That for that Monra touchdown, that was insane. I mean, like you you could hear just how hard that hit was when it happened, man. It was, yeah, that was that was just awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, look the the Lions, they they dealt with. I mean, they had so many injuries. Uh, you know, Montgomery went down, and and you know, like I said, Goff stepped up, man. And you got to put some respect on on Jared Goff now, man. He's just he's just performing at such a high level. Yeah, man, he's been great. Just incredible, and, and you know the 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 Bucks defense. You know the offensive line held up against the Bucks defense, and they blitz a lot. 
and they didn't get to, to Jerry Goff a lot, so you got to give credit to them too. Um, the Ravens and the Titans played in London. Ravens won 24 to 16. I mean, the Ravens handled business. That, that's that's all it was. I mean, they didn't look spectacular doing it, but you know they they did it and. Uh, man, the Titans are just so bad, dude. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. How, like, Tannehill looks like shit. They, Derrick Henry hasn't been able to do a whole lot. It's it's just kind of, kind of embarrassing. Yeah, man. Um, both teams really didn't play that well. I mean, Baltimore, I know they won the game, but they had like five or six field goals. It was crazy. Like, Lamar did nothing in the red zone. They just couldn't get any uh, touchdowns in that game. See how they fare next week, man. We got uh, Detroit, so gonna be Baltimore and Detroit. So hopefully Detroit can win that game. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Look, I, I think we'll we'll preview this on Thursday's episode, but yeah, I think uh, I think Detroit could win that one because the the, the Ravens just haven't looked good uh, on really either side of the ball. Um, but yeah, Lamar just did not look that good this weekend. Um, I, you know, I do factor in for both these teams, you know, travel definitely hurt them, I think a little bit, but you know, you still gotta, you still gotta play. Um, commanders on the road, beat the Falcons 24 to 16. Um, you know, Sam Howell, man, he, he might be, you know, he, he's becoming really, really good. Um, Desmond Shitter, three picks in this one. He was, oh my God, he he was fucking horrible. Uh, but Sam Howell, man, he he's becoming, you know, into that. I think he's creeping into that top fifteen, uh, of, you know, conversation for quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, I think Sam Howell is all right. I think he's right around that average to maybe a little bit below average. I mean, top end quarterbacks are tough to come by, and I think Sam Howell is is solid. I'm not sure if he's going to be the QB for the future for the Commanders. He definitely showed up in this game. Yeah, Desmond Shitter, man. Atlanta's got a draft like Quinn Ewers or Drake May or something, man. The upcoming draft, they just they cannot roll with him, man. Yeah, I, I don't know who they're gonna roll out with uh, Atlanta for next year, but yeah, Desmond Ritter's just here for the year, and that's gonna be about it for him. Uh, they're definitely, I think, definitely gonna take a quarterback in this one. I don't know who. But there's tons of good quarterbacks coming out uh, this year, so um, that that's going to be very interesting when we talk about that in the future. Uh, Seattle went into Cincinnati and they lost 17 to 13. This was a big win for the Bengals. I picked the Seahawks to win this one. They've been performing a lot better than the Bengals, but this was a really big win for the Bengals. Um, you know, Joe Burrow looked pretty good. Um, Geno Smith. Just had a, had a bad day, man. Yeah, man. Um, I actually did take the Bengals in this one. I thought that you know this is the game they had to bounce back, and um, you know Seattle's a great team, so it was a nice big win for them, starting to creep back in there. I know that they still got a long ways to go. I think they're three and three now, um, but we'll see how they how they fare the rest of the season moving forward. Yeah, they they have a pretty tough schedule ahead. Um, but this this was a nice bounce back game for Cincinnati. Uh, and Seattle's a, a tough loss, um, but I'm sure they'll bounce back. They they've been fairly solid to start the season. Uh, Colts 
they went down to Jacksonville. Jaguars won that one 37 to 20. Uh Trevor Lawrence put on a clinic. Um he did throw a pick, but I mean he was he was very efficient uh outside of that. Um and a Gardner Minshew, man, three picks in this one. Um I believe one of them was a pick six too. Uh I don't, I don't remember. I, I was watching the game, but um yeah, it was it was just a really bad game for the Colts and you know not having Anthony Richardson I think is really going to hurt them. I know Minshew isn't bad or well isn't necessarily the worst quarterback in the league right now, but he's just yeah, he's he's not going to be the answer long term for Indy, but he's here for the next at least three more games. Yeah, and I was actually hearing rumors that Anthony Richardson could be shut down for the season. Um We'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, Jacksonville just handled businessmen. I mean, they're the better team for sure. Uh, we'll see how Trevor Lawrence can do moving forward as well and see if Jacksonville can get back in this big playoff race. Yeah, if, if Richardson is out for the rest of the season, then, I mean, Jacksonville was already the betting favorites to win this division. And I, I think I think as time goes on, I think the Jags are going to get a lot better. Um, so we'll, we'll see on that one. But... Yeah, I mean, th- this was a win that the Jags desperately needed if they do seriously still want to win this division. Uh, the Panthers, man, <laughs> on the road in Miami, they lose 42-21. to <sighs> Man, it, the, the memes just continue. <laughs> At one point I saw the score, I think it was like 14-0 uh, Carolina. Uh, but, yeah, just... And Bryce Young didn't necessarily play a bad game. I mean, he can't see over his offensive line, but it doesn't really matter. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a tough one for the Panthers, man. I was actually seeing a video online. Some guy, he's a, he's a Panthers fan. He's like, yeah, this is the worst team that the Panthers have had since they went 1-15 and tanked for Cam Newton. Like, they are awful, man. He's like, just sell everyone, restart, rebuild. Um, except for Bryce Young, since you know they drafted him first overall, so I think I gotta agree, man. Carolina's just down in the trenches right now. So if 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 Carolina goes zero and seventeen, which which is very difficult to do in the NFL, I I, I feel like yeah. the Panthers are still gonna get a win at some point. It, it's the NFL; it's gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna lose to bad teams. It happens, but you know. It, if they do get that number one overall pick, who are they gonna take? I mean, if if yeah, you know, if if I if I'm the pan- Dude, they don't have their pick this year. Oh, they that's that's right, that's right, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't even have their picks. So yeah, not even tank for anything. Right. They don't even have the pick because they trade to get Brett yeah, Young. Yeah, that's right. I I completely forgot about that. So yeah, um, I don't know what the Panthers are gonna do then, man, but. Uh, they, they desperately need a lot of help. Uh, Minnesota went on the road to Chicago. They win 19-13. to This was a pretty ugly game. Um, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, didn't look all that stellar against a really, really bad Chicago defense, which kind of just tells you just how bad that Minnesota offense has been so far to start the season. Um, yeah. But you know they 
did was just did Justin Justin Jefferson play or no? I don't. No, he's out. Yeah, yeah, he's out like four to six weeks. So that yeah, definitely that hurts. Them. Yeah, that definitely hurts him then. Um, and and you know, obviously Justin Fields is out. So, uh, Badgent was in, and he just you know he didn't look all too great. And he went ten for fourteen, and threw a pick. But yeah, I mean, th- this was a game that Minnesota really should have dominated because Chicago's defense is one of the worst in the in the league right now. Um but yeah, it was just it it was a it was not a fun game to watch cuz really no neither offense could really do anything. Yeah, for real, man. It was um it was tough. And Chicago, man, they might have the number 1 and number 2 pick this year, man. Like we were saying earlier in the season, like it's crazy. Yeah, they they they'll, they'll probably get Caleb Williams and well, unless unless he decides he wants to play Marvin another Harrison year, because Jr. yeah, yeah, they could get Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, which you know, if, if I was the Panthers and I had my and I had my pick, that's who I'd be taking if I was them. Get get them something on that uh on the receiving end, but yeah, uh, it was just an ugly game to watch. Uh, speaking of ugly games, though, man. Uh, the Browns hosted the 49ers, and they won 19-17. to Brock Purdy did not look good at all. Um, you yeah. know, he's a, he's a, like I said, he's he's a fraud. Um, you know, Walker didn't look good either at quarterback for the Browns, but, uh, you know, this was just one of those games that, you know, you're, you're going to lose to bad teams. Cleveland's defense isn't, you know, bad by any means, but their offense hasn't been good at all. And they were able yeah. to pull out the W. Yeah, it's tough for the 49ers. I will say, this is really no excuse, but they did lose their three best offensive players in the game. McCaffrey, Trent Williams, and Debo all went out hurt. So, you know, maybe that had something to do with it, but you know, you can't lose to the Browns. So, I it was definitely a tough loss, but you know, you lose to those bad teams, but I think that those guys will all be back, and we'll see how they respond yeah, you, you take away all the weapons and suddenly Brock Purdy is garbage what I what I what do I tell you man he, he's a fraud man he really is a fraud uh Texans hosted the Saints they win 20 to 13 um you know both both these quarterbacks in this game didn't play all too well uh, I mean Derek Carr threw 50 passes which is just insane um but he also he also had a pick, not ideal, obviously. But Stroud, he didn't look all too impressive like he has in the first few weeks of the season. Yeah, this was definitely Stroud's uh, weakest game that he's had so far. But at least they were able to pull out the win with him not playing as great as he could have. It was I I, I think last week is actually probably Stroud's worst performance. I think this week was a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean. Two two weeks in a row after a really strong start just of not of things just not clicking, um, you know he he, th- he threw it to Nico Collins quite a bit. Um, that just you know it's still a weird you know uh, connection between those two right now. But yeah, uh, Texans handled business. I believe the Saints were favored in this one, too. Yeah, they were favored by two. So, uh, but I I I also picked the Texans to win this one. So. Yeah, uh, very happy about that result. Uh, the Raiders hosted the Patriots. They win 21-17. to um, 
this might have been toilet bowl of the week right here. I mean, Mac Jones is horrible. Jimmy G's washed up. Uh, low scoring yeah. game. N- nothing really happened, man. This was this was just a you know a really bad game to watch, just like the Minnesota Chicago game. At least the Patriots didn't get blown up by over thirty this game, though. So at least they, that's uh, true. At least they were respectable, but man. This is the first time the Patriots are one in five since 1995, man. So, finally, after all these years of them being at the top, man, they're finally losing. Which I love seeing. I love seeing that <laughs> dynasties fall, man. Yeah, you know, you, you just hate to see it. You just hate to see it, man. <laughs> but no, I mean, Mac Jones is clearly not the answer in New England. And no. Bill Belichick every single week showing that it was all on Tom Brady, man. It it, it really was. Uh, Rams hosted the Cardinals. They win twenty six to nine. Stafford looked really good in this one. Um, he, he went fifteen for twenty four. Cooper Cup had some had a really nice touchdown catch. Um, you know, and seeing Stafford pass it, you know, you know. Being back and basically playing like he was in his prime years when he was in Detroit, um, you know, it was it was really good to see you know Stafford performing that well after kind of a slow start to the season. Yeah, definitely one of Stafford's best games so far this year. Cups coming back and he did uh, great. And you know, it is the Cardinals not a great team, but they were able to take care of the bad team there and uh, get the W. Yeah. Uh, Jets, they host the Eagles, and they upset them 20-14. to 14. And this is this is just – this was a bad loss for the Eagles, man. They, they couldn't afford it. Um, and talk about coaching malpractice. They had – I think it was, what, like two minutes left? Just punt the ball. If, if you pin them deep enough, right, you know, you, they have to go all that way in short time. And – you're you're playing Zach fucking Wilson, like come on man that that is that is very bad coaching right there, uh to end up losing this game. Yeah man, the Eagles, they did not look good. They really haven't looked as good as I thought they would this year. They definitely have had a lot of close games already, and they finally come up with the loss. Um, again, we'll see how they do. They it's a big game for them this week against Miami. That's going to be a, a crazy good matchup, so we'll see how uh, the Eagles do in that one. But, yeah, uh, definitely a tough loss for them. You know, the the, the last th- two weeks uh, before, leading up to this week, you know, very close calls with the Commanders and, and with the Rams, um, and then they finally lose to the Jets. Now, look, the Jets have still one of the best defenses in the league, so it's hard to score against them, but man, you get you got to do a lot better, and you know, not have these piss poor coaching calls. Uh, Bills and, and the Giants. Giants came into Buffalo. They lose fourteen to nine. Um, there there was a there was a fight in this game, so that was that was fun to watch. Um, but just neither team looked right. I guess you could say. I mean, now look, we know the Giants are fucking horrible. But the Bills just, you know, another week of just not playing their best ball. Yeah, that game was very tough to watch. I saw a little bit of the first half and just pretty much decided not to watch. I mean, 
it was a pretty boring game uh, other than the fight, like you said. Um, but Bills at least come out with the win, so at least they can take that away. But not a great performance by them. No, not not great at all. You know, Josh Allen didn't look all too great. Uh, yeah, and it's just, you know, and, well, the Giants just suck, so obviously. I, I was actually kind of rooting for the Giants to win this one. It, it would have just been funny to see the Bills lose to the Giants, but, you know, it happens. Uh, and then lastly, last night, Cowboys beat the Chargers 20-17. to Um, You know, it, it was it was a pretty close game the entire way through. Um, but, you know, the, the Cowboys able to pull off the W. Uh, Justin Herbert looked pretty good at, uh, for, for the most part. Um, he had that one pick. Uh, but, you know, both these teams really didn't put on their a, a really good performance. I know L.A.'s offense isn't necessarily explosive. But, you know, their, their defense held. Dallas to only 20, which is quite impressive in its own right. Yeah, man. Chargers just can't get it done in prime time, man. Um, tough loss. I know you said Herbert was did pretty well. I, I really didn't feel like Herbert did that well, man. He Yeah, late interception was tough. Um, it was a close game, though. But, yeah, Chargers just didn't really look that good. And speaking about a fight, man. Pre-game, Austin Eckler got his head taken off, man. Pretty pretty crazy uh, moment there. Yeah, I, I didn't see that pre-game, but uh, I, I, I kind of got to watch that to see what exactly happened. But I heard about it, so uh, I'm interested to, uh, to see what all happened. So that is your week, weekend review of the NFL. We're going to quickly do a uh, power rankings blitz. So... Moving up into the top 10 from 12th last week, the Cleveland Browns break in. Uh, you know, obviously the big upset win against the Niners. Um, you know, this is a team, their defense has been playing very, very good football. The offense hasn't been the best, but, you know, I, I could see them on that edge, you know, 10th, 11th maybe, uh, but, you know, th- this isn't a bad spot for them. Yeah, I actually think it was pretty solid since they beat the 49ers this week. Uh, I mean, they got to move up. I mean, they can't move down from 12 after winning against probably the best team in the league, so uh, I think 10 is respectable. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's respectable enough. Uh, moving up one spot, the Ravens t- are now 9th. Um, obviously, they beat the Titans in London, so this was a, uh, you know, it, it was a good win for them. You know, the Titans aren't necessarily good, but they they've moved up to ninth in these rankings, and you know, this, it's about where I'd put them, right around that that ninth, tenth place. Yeah, I think the Ravens right there is fine. Hopefully, they move down next week when the Lions beat them. But um, yeah, Ravens at nine, I think that's a solid spot. Yeah, I, I like how you said when. The Lions beat them, too. Uh, staying at eighth, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah, this one I agree with, too. I mean, uh, their win over the Chargers wasn't all that impressive. Um, you know, they, the, the offense hasn't been the greatest so far this year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with them staying at eight. 
there there are a lot of teams that are ahead of them, uh, but there's also a lot of teams that really are below them. And yeah, I think eight's pretty good here. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's solid. Uh, you know, not a crazy win, and uh, definitely feel like there's still better teams above them. So I think eight's fine. Yeah. Uh, moving down one spot to number seven, Buffalo. Um, I, I, I agree with this one. Um, you know, they didn't play very well against a really bad Giants team. Um, and, and you know, they gave hope to the Giants, which you, you can't do that. If you are if you really want to be a very competitive team in the NFL, you, you got to beat these bad teams by a lot and not give them hope. It, and, yeah, they gave the Giants a lot of hope in this one. Uh, yeah, I think moving them down – uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. I definitely feel that they can't be any lower than they are, though, because I would definitely take them over the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Browns right now. So I think that's a solid spot. Yeah, no, I I think that's a a great spot for them. You know, I I would definitely put them ahead of you know the Cowboys, like like all these teams that they're ahead of. <laughs> yeah, uh, moving up one spot, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at number six here, um. Yeah, uh, like I said, I, you know, most of these I pretty much agree with. I mean, they they've been performing very well. Jacksonville uh, now four and two, um, you know, and and they continue to get better each week, which is really all I'm looking at uh, in Jacksonville because you know they are still the favorites to win that division, and they should be. I mean, they're the best performing team in that division right now, despite Indy's success so far in this season. Yeah, I think Jacksonville's fine at number six there. I'm just curious now to see how they're going to rank the five and one teams. Since we have five five and one teams, we'll see how they uh, how the rankings go for them. So dropping down three spots from last week, Philly. They're down to number five. Um, you know, I, I kind of agree here. You know, that was a really bad loss against a really bad Jets team. And, you know, there's, you know, some, you know, coaching malpractice um, in in this one, and, and it shouldn't have come down to the Jets even being able to win this one, you know, if they just, you know, did what they were supposed to do inside of two minutes and just punt the ball, you know, you, you give the Jets, who have no timeouts, you know, basically no time to, to run down the field, but, you know, just bad, bad coaching decisions here, and yeah, I, I think this is pretty fair to them. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they're the most out-of-sync or the least consistent team of the five that are left. Um, they definitely have the talent to, you know, compete with any of these top teams. But, yeah, just getting the coaching figured out at points at the end of the game and hopefully, uh, you know, see how Jalen Hurts can uh, come back from this loss. Yeah, the Eagles need to fix a lot of things. They've had a lot of close calls against some teams that are a lot worse than them, and then they finally lose to the Jets. I mean, that's you, you can't be doing that. Uh, moving up only one spot to number four, the Detroit Lions. Now, this I don't agree with, and it's not my bias, but they've beaten Kansas City, who was ahead of them. And, you know, they've performed a lot better than Kansas City, who's ahead of them. I mean, this is... I, I will put Detroit at number three, and I would swap down Kansas City to number four. But, yeah, I mean, 
definitely Lions are definitely a top five team right now. They're they're obviously tied for first now in the entire NFC, which is a conversation that I don't think anyone expected the Lions to be in. Uh, you know, I, I we I definitely thought you know Eagles and the Niners were the like the two one of the two whoever won their game uh, against each other this year that'd be the number one seed. But now you're talking about, about the Lions possibly, and they have the 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 thirty first hardest schedule remaining this year. So I, I you know the Lions very well could make uh make make it to the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, I think so too. Um... I would put the Lions at number three as well. I think Kansas City, because, you know, they beat them head-to-head. I mean, and is Kansas City really beating anyone that spectacular? Besides, like, they beat up on the Bears. They barely beat the Broncos. So they, if they had another impressive win on their resume, I think that maybe you could put them ahead of the Lions. But since they really don't, I think the Lions should be ahead of them. I think this is a bit of bias uh, from, from NFL.com because they're the Super Bowl champs. They're not performing very well. How are how are you going to put a team that has the head-to-head loss and hasn't been blowing teams out like the Lions have? Uh, you know, you, you you can't put those put that team ahead. Uh, at number three, again, I disagree with this one. Uh, is Miami Dolphins? They should be ahead of Kansas City because they're actually doing things. They're blowing teams out. They're making bad teams look bad. And yeah, I mean, look. The Dolphins have been. I mean, I think they're they're the betting favorite right now to win the entire AFC. They have been performing very very well. Now, yes, they lost to the Bills, but you know they're still performing at an elite level. Tua has been incredible so far to start the year, and and so yeah, I I think Miami should be at this number two spot and not at number three. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think that uh, it's. Just tough because I feel like now, I mean, Kansas City and San Francisco are, the, are one and two, but the San Francisco lost. I mean, have they thrown them from the top spot? And I don't think Kansas City should be number one right now. So I would, I don't know. Miami might even be number one, too, because I mean, the Bills, that's a tough loss. It's probably the toughest team that has beaten one of these top teams. You know, um, the Bills, I would say, like I said, toughest loss or the hardest loss of the five teams that have a loss so yeah Miami man we'll have to see how they uh how they go moving forward yeah I I just I I don't know what they're what these guys are looking at Kansas City's at number two um you know they have no red zone offense at all lots of turnovers this year um you know they they lost to the Lions, so just head to head you'd put the you know the Lions ahead of them naturally, um, and and yet I just something's not right in in Kansas City. I don't know what it is with that offense, but just something isn't right, especially when they get down to the red zone. Yeah, for real, man. Um, just the offense doesn't look as explosive as it did. Uh, last year and a lot of people thought last year would be the year that it wasn't going to be because they lost Tyreek Hill last year but their offense looked great last year still and this year just not up to what their standards usually are I mean yeah you know struggling in in you know most of these games uh that they've won so far they've struggled in four of these games and and you know it's just 
you should beat up on the Broncos like you did the Bears if you're Kansas City. And they just didn't. They they did not look good. They haven't looked good at all this season outside of the Chicago game. But, again, it is Chicago, so there's that. So, yeah. And then, lastly, at number one still is San Francisco. Now, I know we said they're going to stay at number one until someone beats them. But who are you going to still put ahead of them, though? That, that's the real question. I mean, you could maybe argue Miami and maybe Detroit, but, you know, it was just a bad game for the Niners that lost all their weapons, so that obviously hurts them a lot. Uh, Brock Purdy's still a fraud. Um, you know, Jake Moody missing the field goal, that was, um, you know, not not fun to watch, especially as a former Michigan fan who just that, – that guy used to be Mr. Automatic for Michigan, man. I mean, um, but, yeah, I mean – I think it's still fair to have the Niners here at number one, despite the loss. Um, you know, until I, th- I think really, until we see a really really good team beat them, they might still stay at number one here. Yeah, what? That's kind of crazy, man. Uh, I mean, you would think with the the worst team beating them that they would drop them further to losing to such a. But, I mean, the Browns aren't that bad, though. But, like you said, too, and I mentioned earlier that their weapons did get hurt in the game, so that definitely hurt them. I do still think that the 49ers have the best odds of anyone and still have the best team, so I can see why they're still at number one. But it just doesn't feel right that the number one team lost and they're still number one. So it's like, where, where do they go from here? Yeah, I mean, like I said, you could probably argue Miami to be at that number one spot. Maybe Detroit, but... You know, it, it it's it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, there's so many teams that could be at that number one spot right now because of this loss, but it ain't Kansas City. That Kansas City should not be at number two. Uh, that's that's my biggest disagreement with that entire thing. So that wraps that up. So we're gonna get to some college football now. And Michigan, man, fifty-two to seven over Indiana at the Big House. Just another elite-level performance from Michigan. Yeah, I mean, took care of business. I mean, um, Indiana's not good, and they uh, they came in and did what they needed to do. Yeah, and, oh, Donovan Edwards finally got his touchdown this week. This was the week it finally happened, uh, <laughs> which was, you know, Blake Corum was super hyped when it finally happened. I, I think... You know, Donovan Edwards, after the first couple of weeks of not getting anything, has just really looked bad. And then, you know, I, I think this might be a little bit of confidence to him on that. Uh, Georgia beat Vanderbilt 37-20 to on the road. Um, Brock Bowers went out. Um, and, yeah, we're going to get into that in a little bit um, in, the, in the rankings blitz uh, for this week. But, yeah, no, not a lot of good things in Georgia right now when you have your cheat code uh, no longer on your offense, which is not good to see. But, yeah, Georgia still handled business um, over Vanderbilt, um, I believe. Yeah, you know, they, they were 32.5-point favorites, so obviously they didn't even come close to covering. Uh, Vanderbilt played them pretty hard, though. But, yeah, no, no Brock Bowers, and that offense kind of really started to fall apart after that. Yeah, man, um, that is going to be a big loss for him. Yeah, he's out at least until the end of the regular season. 
Um, but we could see, like, uh, who was that Ohio State receiver last year who they kept pushing back the deadline each week pretty much? Uh, was that uh, was that Nabuka last year? I think so. He, he, he was out, and then they're like, oh, yeah, he'll be back uh, after the regular season, and then they kept pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Ohio State went into Purdue, and they blew the doors off of them 41-7. to Now, that said, you, you might think on paper, you know, Ohio State, you know, blew them out really hard, whatever. Ohio State's offense, there's still something just not right in that offense right now. Um, I don't know what it is, but there's, there's just something that's just not clicking 100% with Ohio State's offense right now. That said, their defense looked really good. Granted, Purdue's offense is garbage especially compared to what it was last year. Uh, but, yeah, Ohio State got the job done. Yeah, and we'll have to see, man. I mean, the big Penn State game's coming up with them, so um, that'll be the real test for Ohio State. Yeah, it, it, it'll be a, it'll be very interesting uh, this weekend. When, and we'll, we'll get into that on Thursday's episode, man, because I have some bold predictions uh, for this week. Uh Florida State hosted Syracuse. They won 41 to 3. And man, what a game from Florida State. Um Keon Coleman had an incredible game. Uh nine nine receptions for 140 yards and a touchdown. Um yeah, I I know, man. This it hurts you a lot as a Sparty fan to see him doing this. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's definitely tough, but I mean uh, Florida State, man, I mean, just took care of business this week. I know some people were like, maybe Syracuse is on the upsell, or I know they were, um, you know, not too big of uh underdog in this game. Uh, it was within 20 points, I believe. So, But, yeah, Florida State came out punching, man, and took care of business. Yeah, after a couple pretty slow weeks for Florida State, they finally bounced back and put up a really good performance. Uh, Bama hosted Arkansas. Arkansas almost pulling off the upset. Bama winning 24-21. to Man, I was praying to God Arkansas won this game. Fuck Bama. But, yeah, they were able to, they were able to get it done, man. Yeah, man. Can't believe, um, you know, Bama, man. Just wish they would lose again, but, uh, it's tough. Yeah, it was, it was very... Very tough game. You hate to see it, but, you know. Uh, Utah hosted Cal. Um, they win 34-14. They finally played Bryson Barnes um, as starting QB for Utah, and the offense actually was productive for once when they do that. It's almost like having your quarterback that's really good at passing can make your offense better. Goofy, all that works. Um they beat Cal 34-14, like I said. Um, you know, Bryson Barnes, he didn't throw for a touchdown, but he was able to get the ball moving down the field. And that's all you really need, uh, especially against a pretty bad Cal team. Yeah, nice win for Utah. Not much of a challenge by Cal, so easy win for him. Shutout alert. Penn State wins. 63-0 over UMass. Look, UMass is a dog shit team, but you know, Penn State, holding anyone to a shutout in in football is very very hard to do. Um, 
and, and Penn State was able to do it. Look, they haven't played, you know, the greatest teams offensively, but I still believe they're one of the best defenses in the country. I mean, they, they you know, they they have one, they easily have one of the best defenses for sure. They're definitely top five, but you know, they haven't played any good offenses. But yeah, sixty-three nothing in this one. Just just a crazy score. Yeah, I mean. They were favored by over 40, and they took care of UMass, man. UMass, rip UMass. <laughs> yeah, rest in fucking pieces. Oh, man, this was an all-time classic this weekend. Oregon goes into Washington. Yeah. They lose 36-33. to they had, oppor- they had an opportunity to win it, um, but Washington had opportunity to, you know, close this game out and not even give Oregon a chance and you know they they were inside the one yard line on two separate plays on on a you know a first and goal situation right on a goal line situation and both times they decided to, or two of these plays they decided to just try and run a uh, like a like a dive or power run play instead of just going for the hardest play to stop in very short yardage situations which is the QB sneak I don't know why teams don't do this anymore, man. It, like it, it's very confusing to me why no one runs a QB sneak in these, you know, fourth and inches situations. Or in in this case for Washington, it was a fourth and inches situation, but it was also a first and inches situation on the goal line. Yeah, they should have done that, man. Uh, Washington, yeah, definitely had some miscues, uh, but yeah, uh, that missed field goal at the end definitely got uh, definitely got lucky a little bit, man. That was definitely a great game though to watch. Yeah, it was it was an all time classic, man. One of the best wins this entire season, uh, for any ranked program. And you know, or Oregon was driving down the field, and then Roadbo Nick showed up and decided he stopped, you know, making good passes. But Pan- yeah. Panics played a very good game as well, and Bo Nix did play a pretty good game up until the, that last, you know, minute of the game where he just you know turned into Roadbo Nix again. Uh, Tennessee hosted Texas A&M. They win 20-13. to uh, they, they gave Texas A&M a lot of hope in this game. Texas A&M is not a good team right now. And I heard that they're, they might be firing Jimbo Fisher in, uh, in Texas A&M uh, at the end of the season or even during the season. Yeah, Texas A&M definitely has been underperforming. So, I mean, I could see it for sure. No one's safe. No, you're it, it, really not, especially in that school uh if if you're not winning man you're you're not gonna be there for long but yeah tennessee able to pull off the win uh joe milton former michigan quarterback doing what he always does and overthrowing a lot of guys um just because i mean dude that dude has a fucking can and he just has no accuracy with it uh kansas went into oklahoma state and they lost 39 32 this was a game I picked Kansas to win. Oklahoma State has not been good this year. And, yeah, I mean, this was a game Kansas should have won, and they didn't. They did not perform very well at all, especially defensively. Yeah, I thought this would actually be a pretty close game. I know Oregon State was, I think, actually favored in this game because they were at home. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I was watching this uh, on – when they were showing the updates and I kept seeing this game was kind of going back and forth. So thought either team could take it, but Oklahoma state ended up pointing out at the end. So definitely a tough one. 
it was, it was a very, very tough game for Kansas, and, uh, well, now they're out of the rankings. Uh, Louisville also got upset by Man. Pitt at home. This was oh. just a very, very, very bad performance from Louisville. I don't know what happened. I know they were riding the high from, you know, beating Notre Dame, and, and now now they just lose to Pitt. I, I think, you know, Pitt's horrible. I, I just don't I don't I don't know what happened with Louisville this week, man. They just broke down completely. Yeah, Louisville, get them out the rankings, man. That was just awful. Yeah, Arizona went into Washington State and beat the fucking piss out of Washington State. They win forty four to six. Um, you know, Washington State was number nineteen going into this game. Uh, they're out of the rankings now too, I believe. After this really bad loss, yeah. I mean Arizona, you know they put up a good fight against USC, you know forcing three overtimes, and you know like I said, their their defense is really really good this year. Uh, their offense hasn't been the greatest at times, but neither's or and what but Washington State's defense has also been really really bad. So, um, I I just yeah man this this is kind of embarrassing for Washington State. Yeah, it was really embarrassing. Just what an awful performance, game blown out that bad. Yeah, especially when you were a heavy favorite in this game, too. I believe they were double-digit favorites, right? Uh, no, no, they were just only seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, but, yeah, just, uh, just not a good performance at all. LSU hosted Auburn. They won 48-18. Um, but Peyton Thorne is fucking hilariously bad man I'm s I know you're glad he's out of MSU but um speaking of MSU man we'll we'll get to that but yeah no LSU took care of business and yeah um Notre Dame they exposed USC they fi- they were the f- they finally did it Caleb Will Caleb Williams looked horrible in this game uh, honestly and- man might have took him out of the Heisman, man. I, th- I think Caleb Williams has no shot for the Heisman now after that performance. I, I think he still does. You know, quarterbacks are going to have bad days, right? That was just a really bad day for him. I think I think he'll bounce back this week, honestly. But, yeah, uh, Sam Hartman actually looked competent for Notre Dame for once, which was really good to see as well. Um, you know, Notre Dame handled business, though, uh, on, at, at home, too. Uh, but yeah, they they really exposed how bad USC's defense really is. Yeah, bad. And then uh, number twelve, North Carolina hosted Miami. Uh, they win forty-one to thirty-one. This was a really good game to watch. This was this was fun. Uh, Drake May, man, he I th- I think he's the favorite right now to win the Heisman. He's at least my fa- if I was a voter. I'd be voting for Drake May because he has just been incredible so far this year. Four touchdown passes in this one, man. Four. Yeah, I uh, Drake May has been great. Um, I personally would have Michael Penix for sure, though, for the Heisman. But Drake May is definitely a top candidate, man. And he'll go high in the draft as well uh, when time comes. I'm glad that North Carolina, man, they're seeing some success in football, man. Uh, definitely interesting to see. Yeah, another one of those basketball schools that are actually performing pretty well uh, in football right now. Um, but Drake Drake May is a unicorn, man. He's I think he's like six foot four. 
Um, you know, he can he can do everything. He can run. He can pass. He's very. He's got a very very accurate arm. He has a ton of arm talent. Uh, he I think you know he could go number one overall, especially if Caleb Williams has a uh, pretty uh, bad rest of the season. But we'll have to see on that one. Uh, Kentucky hosted Missouri. They lose 38 to 21. You know, Missouri has they've been in and out of the rankings. Uh, but they they beat Kentucky, who are frauds. Look, they they have not been that good this year. They they go down to five and two now. Um, you know, they 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 beat a ranked Florida team who you know shouldn't have been ranked, and that and you know then they you know lose to an unranked Missouri team. So this was a uh, this was a tough loss, but a good win for Missouri. Yeah, man, solid win for Missouri. We'll see if they're uh, they're ranked next week and. Uh... Yeah, Kentucky man, just just uh, not doing so after that Georgia game. No, no, not at all. Uh, number fifteen, Oregon State hosted UCLA. They win thirty-six to twenty-four. Um, and yeah, Dante Moore looked horrible after a pretty good start to his young career. Um, he threw three picks in this one. Didn't look good. Uh, DJ Uyunglele, uh, he, uh, he he looked pretty good in this one. You know, he went 14 for 24, uh, but threw for almost 300 yards. So doing that on 14 completions is quite impressive. Uh, Oregon State obviously just handled business in this one, though. Yeah, I uh, I thought UCLA was going to take this one, man. I thought that they would, uh, you know, it was in Oregon State, but I thought UCLA had a good shot at this one and just – didn't happen. Oregon State came out and played pretty good. Yeah, I, I think we both picked UCLA in this one too. I thought UCLA would get the upset, but Oregon State did exactly what they needed to do uh, in this one and a impressive win. Uh, and then last year, last ranked game of the week, number seventeen Duke hosted NC State. They win twenty four to three. Look, NC State's not a good team. Obviously, Duke's without their starting quarterback. Um, but uh, the guy who's standing in, uh, Bellin, you know, he, he went four for 12. He threw a pick. <laughs> he didn't look all too good, but what what gave Duke really what they needed was uh, the ground game this week. Um, so, yeah. But Bellin did throw two touchdown passes on those four completions. So, <laughs> that's that's not that bad. Uh, but, you know, Duke did a lot of their moving on the ground uh, in this one. So, that wraps up your uh, top 25 matchups this week. And now we're going to move into the rankings. Um, I'm just going to kind of roll through these as fast as I can here. Uh, so UCLA at number 25 dropped seven spots after this loss. I, th- I think that's fair. I don't, th- I think they're still, you know, really, really good team. Uh, Iowa went, uh, was not ranked. They're at number 24. Now Tulane's back into the rankings at number 23 and then air force has made their way into the rankings after beating a pretty decent Wyoming team. Uh, they they they're at but number twenty two and then Louisville also dropped seven spots down to twenty one. Um, look, a lot of these teams have been playing some pretty decent ball, especially the ones that weren't ranked last week. Um, Air Force has been pretty good so far to start the year as well. 
Uh, I, I kind of agree with where everyone's at in this group of five here. Yeah, Air Force, man. I wasn't aware that they were uh, going to be anywhere near the rankings, so that's interesting to see. Uh, but the fact that Louisville and UCLA both dropped the same amount, man, that's not right. Pitt is so much worse than Oregon State, man. Louisville should have dropped a lot more. I would I would have flipped uh, UCLA and uh, Louisville spots. I would have dropped UCLA maybe like three or four spots and then dropped Louisville at like 25 again. Yeah, I, I, I actually agree with that. Um, yeah, I would drop Louisville below UCLA. UCLA, now I know they have a worse record than Louisville, but yeah, uh, maybe, maybe that's probably why Louisville's ahead, but yeah. Uh, Mizzou wasn't ranked last week. They're back, and they're in the top 20, uh, so they're sitting at 20th. LSU's at 19. USC dropped eight spots to 18th. Uh, Tennessee gained two spots to 17th, and Duke went uh, up just one spot. They're now 16th. Um, I think the only disagreement I have with this one is Mizzou ahead or Mizzou behind LSU. Mizzou obviously has a better record, but I think LSU does have better wins. So that could be why, but I honestly would put Mizzou over LSU. I think that, for me, this one's kind of fine. LSU-Mizzou, I think there's, it's so close. I, I don't mind LSU being above Mizzou, but we'll have to see how they play out the rest of the year. USC, man, I think they've been waiting to kind of drop USC because they were number 10, and um, Oregon, who had a, a, a loss or – Maybe it wasn't Oregon. It was some other team that had a loss was ahead of them um, in the rankings at some point. Um, so, and they hadn't gotten a loss yet. So we'll have to see uh, how USC bounces back though from their first loss. It, it was uh, it was Texas who is still Texas, back. By the yeah. way, they they were still ahead. But the last couple of weeks, USC has dropped in the rankings. Uh, I think every week for the last like four or five weeks now. Um, or no, three or four weeks, they've been dropping at least one spot up until, obviously, this week, losing to Notre Dame. Speaking of Notre Dame, they gained six spots to go to number 15. Utah goes up two spots to go to number 14. Ole Miss stays the exact same, obviously. Uh, I think they were idle this week. Um, yeah, they didn't play anyone this week, so um, obviously that's fine there. Uh, Oregon State gained three spots to go to number 12. And then uh, Bama stays at 11 here. I got no arguments with this group at all. Same. I think that's pretty much ranked as good as it's going to get at this time. Yep. And now uh, into the top 10 for the first time in a very long time is UNC. They gained two spots. Oregon dropped only one spot. Uh, they're below Texas now, who's, who's at eight. Uh, Penn State, they dropped them a spot. Which it makes sense because Washington's now at number five, and but OU dropped a spot at as well from number five to number six. Um, I'd argue put Penn State over OU. Yes, they, OU has a better win, but Penn State, you know, they got done a little dirty. Yeah, it's tough, man, because you know Penn State dropped, of course, but I mean they had to put Washington up. I mean that seven-eight matchup they had to put Washington above those teams for that, you know, impressive win. And since Oklahoma was ahead of Penn State already, I see why. But 
yeah, I definitely see the argument there for why they should be ahead. Um, but yeah, Washington now in the top five. We're interested to see now, um, you know, what they can do to maybe propel themselves into the top four if they can. Uh, Washington's got quite a few games ahead of now. They got to play some pretty bad teams first in Arizona State and Stanford before they go uh, and play USC. But the the meat of Washington's schedule now is towards the later end of this season. Uh, but they're at number five. Florida State stays at number four. OSU stays at number three. Michigan got 16 first place votes, though, this week. They're still at number two. And Georgia lost a bunch of first place votes. They're at number one. Obviously, look, they lost Brock Bowers, who is a unicorn. Um, UGA, Georgia is going to have to figure out something. Uh, look, they're, they're playing a pretty bad Florida team. They should probably win this one. But that said, without Brock Bowers now for the rest of the season, man, they might they might lose a game or two here uh, to finish out the season. We'll have to see. But, yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of not looking good for Georgia right now. Yeah, man, I uh, I gotta agree. Like, um, Michigan might be taking that number one spot, man. They come up with an impressive win, uh, more some more impressive wins, and Georgia, you know, just kind of falls flat. Even if Georgia doesn't lose the games, like Michigan might get that number one spot, man. Yeah, they they very well might. Um, and then uh, Michigan State, man. Losing to Rutgers, it's, it's a shame. It it really is a shame. They did not Man. look good at all. Awful. And and then, and then you know Michigan State ended up doing something to blow a big lead. Yep, they blew eighteen fourth point or eighteen point fourth quarter lead. Um, but someone who I think even had it worse, man. Let's talk about the Colorado game, man. I oh my god! Shit. Yeah, dude. Oh. Twenty-nine, nothing at half against Stanford. Stanford. Shador yeah. Sanders was selling promos for his merchandise, or tweeting promos for his merchandise, instead of focusing on what he needs to do in the second half. And then, and then, what really gets me is is Deion Sanders has the fucking balls to go out and say that his players don't love the game. Yeah. Like, like maybe it's it's crazy, man. Because you kind of were on, were on this when it started, but I say like the first two or three weeks, everyone was hyped for Colorado, and now it's like, man, no, everyone hates Colorado. I mean, you you can't go and and you know blame your players not loving the game, quote unquote, on on losing to Stanford that badly, that embarrassingly, like. Like maybe take the hat and glasses off, focus on fucking football, and and maybe your team will not blow big games like this, big leads like this against really bad teams like Stanford. That that's just embarrassing. That is that might be out of all the 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 coaching malpractices this week, that might be the biggest one um, right there. Instead of doing your job, being an actual good coach. Ah no, you you go and blame your players instead of taking the blame yourself. That's yeah. that's not nice. The players hate that, and you're not gonna get players to play for you when you're saying shit like that. Mm-hmm. Just just fucking embarrassing. 
for any coach to do that. Uh, so, yeah, that wraps up your college football for the week or for the review and your rankings blitz. And you said there was a small trade in the NBA, so let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, so I brought up, I think it was maybe two or three weeks ago, um, the incident with Kevin Porter Jr. here. He was on the Houston Rockets, and he was accused of uh, you know, beating on his girlfriend like a lot of these uh, controversial players are known for. Um, so, of course, Houston was like, you know, He's talented, but we can't have him on our team. So they traded him to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Victor Oladipo, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and um, gave away Kevin Porter Jr. and a couple second-round picks. But um, the Thunder are actually going to be waiving Porter Jr. So I think that this was kind of a win-win for both teams. So, you know, the Houston gets off Kevin Porter Jr. And uh, OKC, they get more picks they have 37 picks now in seven years coming up it's just crazy the amount of draft picks they've stockpiled and then uh they got off of victor ladipo and jeremiah robinson's contracts so builds more cap space for them so definitely feel like it was a good move for both sides kevin porter jr he has the talent to play in the nba but he was just too much off the court shit that he's done that I don't know if he comes back from this one, man. I think that he might be uh, out the league pretty soon. Might be playing overseas. That's a that's a big yikes. I I know I I've heard about what he's done off the court. Uh, terrible fucking piece of human garbage he is. But uh, yeah, um, it's interesting uh, deal to say the least. Um, but there was a minor NHL trade today too. Um. It was uh, with Pittsburgh and Vancouver. Uh, Pittsburgh received Jack Rathbone and Carl Plasic, uh, and Vancouver received Mark Freeman and Ty Glover, a defenseman for a defenseman and a forward for a forward. Um, this basically for Pittsburgh was kind of a cap relief uh, thing. Made their team a little bit younger too, which helps long term, but... Pittsburgh's in a lot of troubles with the aging core and in some pretty bad cap situations still. But, yeah, I think this is a uh, more of a, a change of scenery type of deal that happened uh, for both these teams. You know, obviously, you're trading a defenseman for a defenseman and a forward for a forward. You're, you know, no one's really gaining anything here. Um, so, yeah, just an just a interesting little trade uh that happened uh, today, actually. Yeah, so that was definitely interesting as well. So I think I think that wraps it up. Uh, we, well, we do have a an NLCS. Uh, the the Phillies beat the Braves in that uh, game on I think it was Thursday when we were uh, recording. Uh, it was, that was that game four. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so yeah, that there's there's that to talk about. Um, I think the games, at least today, was just the oh, it's um, uh, it's eight nothing uh, Phillies right now at the yeah, bottom bottom of the yeah. seventh. Um, Nick Castellanos, man, he's he's been performing very well these last few games. I think it's uh, uh five home runs in the last three games from him. Yep, I mean everyone on that team has just been going crazy, man. Turner. Started the game off today with a home run. 
Schwarber's got two hits and two RBIs. Harper's got on base and got a hit. Uh, Alec Bohm, two RBIs today. Same with Real Muto. Just their whole lineup, man, has just been clicking. Lots, I lots think. of uh, good yeah. performance from from this team right now. Everyone is hitting. Yeah, we'll get into it more uh, in a future episode, but I mean. I think the Phillies have a really good chance to go back to the World Series. Yeah, I I, I really think they do. Uh, we'll get into this a little bit more on Thursday. Um, I also believe, oh yeah, the the Rangers right now are, are leading the series two nothing over two the well. Astros. Uh, mm-hmm. Both these teams have the same record in the regular season, so it's kind of uh, interesting there. But yeah. Um, that kind of wraps up today's episode. So rate, review, subscribe. Um, you know, help us out. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to see. And, uh, yeah, Mike, you got anything else? Uh, no, just uh, please stay tuned for some future episodes here. Definitely going to be you know, diving deeper into baseball with the World Series coming around. And then, of course, with football, always talking NFL and college football and just giving our thoughts on, on the games. Yep. Uh, So, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys on Thursday.